0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. In you, the entire world! You guessed it. This is Mind Pump. All right, in today's episode, we answered fitness and health questions, but we opened with an intro portion where we're talking about current events, talk about scientific studies. We have a lot of fun. Today's intro was 38 minutes. After that, we got to the fitness questions. So we opened up the episode by talking about conspiracies. More conspiracy stuff?
1: Ooh, Listen, there's a ton of them, you, Sal.
0: You learned the truth listening to Mind Pump. Uh, then we talked about uh, Adam and Doug's Utah trip. They've been going on a lot of trips alone. I think uh, they're together. Mormon now. Something's happening. Yeah. Then we talked about a new diet tool, Breakthrough, medical diet tool uh, that'll make you lose weight. It's something that keeps your mouth closed. I swear to God, that's what it does.
1: <laughs> Dude, they finally figured it out. You'll
0: hear more about it in this episode. Then we talked about artificial sweeteners and gut bacteria. It is an in vitro study, but I don't know, Lane Norton. There's more mm, More of these are popping up.
1: coming for you.
0: Then I talked about a podcast called uh, Dark Horse Podcast. Boy, was this a controversial episode. Uh, the host, Brett Weinstein, interviewed a doctor talking about ivermectin. We didn't do that episode. Don't shut us down, everybody. Uh, We're just talking about a a podcast. Really interesting. Then we talked about Russell Brand. He has another great podcast. Adam talked all about that. We talked about an article highlighting Viore. Viore is an athleisure wear company we've been working with for a long time. They're exploding. They're high quality, very comfortable clothes. Um, And it's great to read about their success. Anyhow, go check out their stuff. It's the best athleisure wear you'll find anywhere, Hands I promise. Down. Head over to vioriclothing.com. That's V U O R I clothing.com forward slash mind pump. And uh, you'll get 20% off your first order. By the way, those of you in Northern California, they have a new store in Santana Row. Yeah. Isn't that
1: cool? Come visit. We might be there.
0: Then we talked about an influencer in England that's transracial. Uh, he identifies as another race. That's a thing.
1: Is that a new thing?
0: I guess. Then uh, Justin brought up the dragon skull that they found. It's a new type of human.
1: It's a dragon man. Really cool.
0: Then I talked about how a man turned in his DNA to find out his heritage, ended up getting caught for raping someone back in the day. No joke, real story. Oopsie poopsie. Then we got into into the questions. The first question, this person wants to know what is an ideal split for building muscle. The next question, this person wants to know if we should be lifting to failure to maximize results. The third question, this person wants to know why too much volume is negative. For building muscle, and the fourth question, this person says, uh, "What are some of the fitness gimmicks that are still around that need to stop?" Also, we are running a promotion. We're in the middle of summer, so two of our best summertime workout programs is what we're putting on sale. Maps Hit, that's high-intensity interval training, and our No BS Six Pack Formula, which is an ab and core training program, are both 50% off. You can check them out at mapsfitnessproducts.com. Just use the code JULYSPECIAL with no space for that discount. Have you guys seen the, uh, it's like circulating. It's like a statistic, like a fact about bees. A
1: fact about bees?
0: Yeah. So male bees, male honeybees, I do not know this. They die right after mating. So the life cycle basically is honey nut cheerio. Cheerio.
1: Wow. Oh, get out of here! Hey, how long have you hold on to that dad good, joke? That's that is, so good, right? It's
0: like another level dad joke, right there. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, yeah. dude.
1: Honey nut and cheery. How do you
0: guys feel the podcasting without the, the headphones? It's kind of weird. I huh?
1: don't know, dude. I don't know how I feel about it right now. You feel it's, free. Yeah, it's it, it's somewhat that, but I'm like I'm not quite in the zone yet, dude. This yeah. this might take a few times.
0: Could yeah. be that, and also the the extreme heat that's in the studio. Yeah, that right? could be a
1: factor too. Well, yeah, my legs are so it's a little sweaty bit of a sweat box in here. So we'll see. I feel naked. I'm a little I'm a little greased up. Yeah, legs right now. So.
0: Yeah. Did you get your lift this morning? I did. I worked out, but I, I was at 6.30. No oh, way right. I'll work out in the afternoon. Right now it's hot, dude. Oh, it's like 90 yeah. degrees. I don't yeah. know what you're going to do. What are you going to well, do?
1: Well, I did it already. I mean, it, it was hot. I just was ended up you know, shirtless by the half the, uh, the way through. In front of the wives? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wait till they left. Don't worry. I don't want to... <laughs> You know, put too much out there yeah i I, heard, I
2: had to hear from katrina i heard you were prancing around with no shirt on yesterday <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no i wasn't She's prancing like, around she told no me pick me up yeah she picked me up and yeah. like, hey justin's looking good right no, now i was up in well, they in my there, bo- huh? in the boys <laughs>
1: room because it was like blazing hot it was an inferno in there and i'm like "Dude, this can't happen so we're all shirtless and then i walked out and then yeah then they were there yeah. and so yeah. yeah adam you
0: better come home she, she caught, caught me she caught me off. i don't know how long i last yeah.
1: yeah. right now i want to cause issues
0: how about you are you haven't got one obviously. You got home late, yeah. No, I didn't get home till
2: after midnight, dude. By the way, too, uh, uh Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, the, that airport, yeah, worst airport I've flown, really, yeah, worst. <laughs> Why? Well, it's okay. I shouldn't say that because I know people, I think people say JFK is like one of the worst. I've heard Dallas airport's really rough, uh, but I've flown out of Dallas. I didn't
1: think Mid- it was Midway bad. used to be really bad. You said in, Midway, in Chicago, right, I, did, I, I never liked out that out one there.
2: So, there's I haven't flown out of every airport or anything, but this is the worst one I've ever flown out of. <laughs> And it's the layout of it, like dude, Doug. Did you did you get my text where I said uh, it was uh, how long it was going to be till I left? He was so check this out. Last night we're leaving. We're, we both we are leaving Utah. Doug's going home to San Jose, and I'm I'm coming out here to Reno. And he was a a twenty two. A only goes to twenty five. So okay. He's a twenty two, and I'm B five. So we're like walking together, oh cool, we'll just yeah. we'll hang out until then. But because we've already flown in and out of here already, I'm like, you know what, I better double check to make sure that even though you're, seems like you should only be about seven away from me, which sounds like maybe 50 yards, you know? No, dude, this thing is like, literally it took me 15 minute walk to get from where he was at, straight 15 minutes. And they have it's the only airport where I've seen this too, where up above it tells you like, seven minutes to here, 10 minutes to here. <laughs> Yeah because, because it's that big. Yeah, it's spread out. <laughs> you might
1: out. want to go from a walk to a sprint. Yeah, and yeah.
2: Oh, also it's a, it's actually a, and it's a it's a connecting airport, so there's a lot of people that are going north or south from there that are, are coming from east to west. Yeah. It's a hub. So you get people that get like like me, one of my flights was delayed and like half the plane's like stressing out because they know they're landing in Utah. Mm. And they know that if they have J and they're coming in at A, it's going to take them 30, 45 minutes to get to their side. I hate that. How
1: stressful.
0: Oh, I hate that when you, when airport, it takes you like an hour to get to your rental car. Mm -hmm. I hate that. You have to take a train here. Train there. So Doug, so, Doug, so
1: there was no of those, you know, those, um, they're not escalators, but they're like kind of they, yeah, they uh, accelerate your walk. Yeah, but you know you what, know no don't have I mean,
2: those? Those right. <laughs> yeah. You want to run their, through they those. They sit their bags down. They it's sit to, down. take a break.
0: Yeah. And like, and that's it, for speed, bro. Yeah. And then yeah. That's the turbo lane. Exactly. So I, I
2: ended up skipping all those because I could power walk faster than I could weave <laughs> through all the people that are doing that. So yeah. it's like, well, that sucks. So. It's like we were playing
1: Mario Kart and you have those. That's
0: exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. What's the airport that's got all the controversy around it? The conspiracy It's in Denver. Denver? Yeah. What? It's in Denver. All
1: the murals and all the stuff. The conspiracy theorists, like, this is is their haven because they think that there's some underground. Yes. um, Like, some, it's like secret. Base or something yes. underneath it, uh, as far as it's I actually know. kind the fact of that you guys could
2: take an airport story and transition Bro. into conspiracy theories, blows my well, mind well, right well, now because this they got sh- the
1: all seeing eye <laughs> and it's like this there's weird, weird stuff murals. Over <laughs> the name of this podcast really is yeah. I know we're, we're becoming <laughs> the hub hey, listen, for it, dude. It
0: took us like seven years to find out that Justin and I had this. I didn't talk.
1: know that, but, yeah. Seriously, like, I, I went like when I was in college, I got really in- sucked into the whole conspiracies theory stuff just because I don't know why what, what somebody had told me something about about like fiat currency, I think was the first thing. And I'm like, what? Oh, that's and I found out about, yeah, <laughs> that's, just, that's just like the the introduction, I know. you know, mm-hmm. and then you start going, but then you have to really like check yourself and be like, well, okay. Like, is this feasible at all? You got to really like throw away a lot of it and just look at it as pure entertainment. Well,
0: speaking of which, uh, do you guys see, is it McAfee? That's saying his name, right? McAfee's yeah. girlfriend got interviewed. Did you see that? No, no. She's like, I talked to him. The day of, I think, it was like the the morning that he supposedly committed suicide. He was, ha- he was good. Everything was solid. We had a plan because we were getting extradited. We knew what our strategy was going to be. Mm-hmm. She's like, he didn't kill himself. There's no way that he dude, killed himself.
1: That's so crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, dude, come on, bro. Like, that and, Ep- and Epstein, get the. How
1: do you Outta reconcile here. those two very blatantly obvious ones? Come on, yeah. dude! And I don't understand why it's not like like the biggest thing on
2: news that we're talking about, where everybody is trying they to get control to the, the news, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. want you to believe. I know. Every
1: stuff. time, yeah, you try to explain how things really are, yeah. it's like you sound like a wackadoo. Yeah. As uh, soon as uh,
0: McAfee kills himself or gets suicided, they're like, oh, uh, release the Delta variant of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Everybody exactly. out. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody gets scared about that real quick. <laughs>
2: No. Man. Hey, hey Doug, is your mic turned on over there today? Yes, it is. Oh,
3: you? T- hey, what did you
2: th- what did you think of uh, Park City, Utah? I liked it a lot.
3: Did you like it? Yeah, we didn't spend much time in there, but I enjoyed where we we're, where were at. Yeah. Is it
2: like a ski town? Yeah, it's really it's the first time I've ever been in there. I've been I've been to Salt Lake City before, but I never drove up to, which is only it was what a half hour or so from the forty minutes from the from the mm-hmm. city. So it's not that far of a drive, and then it's, I mean, I would I would relate to like Bay Area people going up to Tahoe, right? Sure, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, right? So, but it's even closer for them. And it's even, like, more epic with, like, ski resorts. Now, so.
0: how frustrating is it when – because I always get frustrated with this. When I go other places in the U.S. and they're nice and clean, uh-huh. and then you see these gorgeous houses, and then I make the mistake of asking –
1: Like, how much? Yeah. yeah.
0: How much is that incredibly – like, I that
1: 5,000-square-foot uh, uh,
0: mansion over there? It's like you know? twenty
1: Punches right to
0: yeah, the Yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, it's $400,000, 500000 something like that. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, dude. I was actually really – so I was
2: really surprised, though, by how expensive it was to be – anywhere near the Park City area though. Mm. Like uh I mean it rivals these the Tahoe numbers. So mm. I was like Jesus, really? yeah, I did not okay. I would like you're like you're talking about properties yeah. that that are close to some of these ski resorts that are the price of what properties on on Lake to- on the lake are really yeah you hmm. start getting up you know, for a little mine shaft thing was like five million right to four or five million for some of those little ones yeah crazy prices yeah and then I mean get up to ten now 15. what about
0: the surrounding towns and stuff is it is it like you would find like you know like, we go to San Jose we go yeah
2: to- so now as you get further out from you know either park city or so there's like the midway of and i don't remember all the town's names really well um but if they're midway from salt lake city to park city there's like some suburbs in between and then there you can get still and you can get some pretty like a you know a, you know what's a, a 1.3 1.5 over here you know gets us like hardly anything right a track home right yeah. mm-hmm. it gets you a custom five thousand square foot yeah. three car garage and they you know think about their all their stuff too what i love is because almost everybody there has an RV or a boat or something like all their garages are like the twenty foot ceiling ones uh, where you yeah. could drive an RV or a boat with a tower in it. They had this one spot that uh, uh, she took us over to that was, dude. There's this. It's probably I want to say fifty houses or so, um, and I'll, I'll remember. I'll get the name of the next time we talk. But there was it, in this gated community, and it was literally a wakeboard community so everybody had a wakeboard boat and the, the the lake in the middle of these 50 houses was, was this you know um, it was man-made like little like a finger lake like yes, it just went yeah. like the uh, straight just it, totally made for wakeboarding to pass down and back huh. and and everybody had uh their own dock that had its full roof and boats elevated out of the water sitting right outside their house and these were all like Six thousand square foot house. Wow, yes. now, that'd
1: I, I, be sick. I feel like I read
0: an article. I was trying to find it right now. I can't, I can't find it. I feel like there was a house in Palo Alto that just
1: sold. The five hundred one.
0: No, it was like tens of million dollars. Mi- tens of millions of dollars over asking. Oh. Did you guys hear about this? This wasn't
1: Mark Mastroff's place.
0: Right? No, it was. It, it, I mean, it's a nice house, but the, it was over asking. Yeah, like tens of millions. Of dollars. I was trying to find the article, too. I did hear season. about
1: that, but yeah, that's crazy. That's- That's just insanity.
0: You imagine you, pull, you put your house up for sale mm. for $15 million, and someone's like, I'll take it for 25 <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's- okay. wh- You know, though, I've been talking to a lot of people since our Peter Litman episode about yeah. like the whole- Because I, I kind of when I first heard him talk about- What does he call- um, Unintended savings or something—I forget what the term he used. Oh right! But basically, the the consequences of COVID and being mm-hmm. basically locked up. Especially for, if people you know, are yeah, people still are
1: traveling, money. so yeah, they're saving money. There's a lot and of people, and
2: since cash. then, because I was after he talked about it, I've been like asking more people, and and I've been sharing that episode, and they're like, "Yeah, no, that was my husband and I. We." We canceled our Paris trip this year. We had Disneyland planned with the kids, and you start doing the math on that 20, 30, 40 grand. That, sure, that, yeah, that you're you a down payment on something, right? And then, and maybe even more so if you're so that that same person too, or a couple probably goes the dinners out
0: yeah. a couple times a month. You know, so see, I spent more money. Did you guys spend more or less money? I spent more on
1: junk food. Uh, I was ordering. more I food. ordered a lot from Amazon, but I don't and think that. I think I actually saved money though overall. Because I we tra- like our thing is going places yeah. and doing things, so yeah. we really cut that out.
2: I'm with you. I, I saved for sure. It definitely
0: um, more than you would have.
2: More than I would have mm. because I, I like Justin. I. I I tend to, that's like one of our favorite things to do, Katrina and I, is to go some random place, stay at a hotel, find a really nice restaurant to eat at. Like, I, that's like a, an awesome weekend to me, like a two, yeah. three-day weekend where we do something like that. You but that also, butter, right? that can ding you for, real quick, three, five grand, you know, and oh, those add God. up. It racks over. up like crazy. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I didn't do that really in COVID. Dude,
0: speaking yeah. of junk food and food, did you guys see this new approved, I'm going to pull it up right now because uh, it, it's unbelievable. It's, it's one of those things. Okay, do you guys remember... It was like two years ago, and there was a medical device that was FDA-approved. Oh, to suck out after... Yeah, you guys remember that, right? Inspire yeah. Assist. It was, it, yeah, it was literally a tube attached to your stomach, and uh, then when you eat... Medical yeah, you intervention basically... That's what it bulimia. was, Inspire Assist. Isn't that yeah, what it was? It's yeah, exactly. Medical bulimia. You basically puke it out. Right. you like, oh, this is a great breakthrough. All yeah. right, there's a new
1: one. You ready for this? Okay, what do we got now? Okay.
0: A weight loss tool that uses magnets to stop people from opening their mouths. Oh, I saw... I saw... enough. <laughs> <a laughs> la- <laughs> I saw Lane post about that. Yes. White enough to eat solid food mm. has been developed by scientists in order to tackle obesity. W- was this invented by Dr. Evil? I, magnets. Like
1: okay. And use magnets.
0: Are these the dumbest scientists of all time? Like yeah. you invented something to keep someone from opening their mouth. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> yeah. I saw some How people, do we get people I weight? saw some
2: people trying to defend it though with Lane and say Dude, that it, it's for a very uh small percentage of the population that have some condition specifically that they can't control. And so therefore they're... They just they're, see things... I is, mean, no matter ah. how you... And, and Lane said the same thing that I'm sure you guys would say is just, it doesn't matter. It's just, they call it Pac-Man syndrome. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't yeah, have you wrong, seen the wrong.
0: picture of it? No. It's literally... Look at that. It's So they attach said, yeah, one like end like a, of the top like, yeah, to the other and then it's like very powerful magnet, so you can barely open your mouth. So you can so only you,
2: basically drink your calories. That sounds awful,
0: dude. And, and that's, a, that's a diet strategy that is medical, this is what we're dealing with. No.
2: This
1: is crazy. Yeah, no, what does that do for any of the behaviors? This Nothing. is
0: insane. Hey, speaking of that, and and Lane, I saw you tagged him on
1: yeah, the yeah. artificial
2: sweetener thing. Yeah. I didn't read the article.
0: Whatsoever. So this what was, was you- done in vitro, and I know that ticks him off because it's not a human study, but it's another study showing that, and there's been a few in vitro studies showing that artificial sweeteners, sucralose, cut. aspartame, they actually turn normal gut bacteria into, uh, they become more inflammatory and can start to attack. Uh, theoretically attack the gut wall so yeah. cause problems now there's been several in vitro studies that show that there's some issues with how these artificial sweeteners affect gut bacteria there haven't there haven't been any human studies to show this and that's his big gripe mm, yeah. now I, I mean here here, i mean you guys know our i mean our stance obviously is you know, I, i've never had a client lose weight by switching to artificial sweeteners, except for those that track everything. They're competitors. That's it. I see tremendous value. Never there. seen
1: an average yeah, person. I but, use- but even then, it's it's only when they're competing, you know, versus oh. when they go off track yeah. uh, and they're not as diet. Well, I, ta- and-
2: I remember talking to – we brought this up, uh, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago when I cut out the diet soda. So one of the things that I noticed was that's when – I would keep allowing it back in and because I know it's zero calories – I go from, you know, one every few days oh, to yeah. one every day, it feels like there's two. no consequences. Yeah, exactly, because I don't I know there's no consequences for putting on body fat. I would justify allowing them more and more mm-hmm. and and you do you crave them more. The more I drink yeah. them the, yeah, the more you, I crave the cravings them. cravings come back. Simply by switching over to like a, a brand like Hansons or drinking the Olipops instead that have 35 to 100 and something calories, just them just knowing that like, is not enough for me to go like, oh, keep it at bay? Like, I'll just have one. I'm good mm-hmm. because I don't want all the extra calories from sugar. It's a like natural
0: that. barrier. It yeah. allows you to create better behaviors. And again, <laughs> in the studies show this, when people aren't like controlled, in other words, that all their calories aren't controlled, they're just allowed to live normally, which is regular life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people switch out their regular sodas for diet sodas. They don't lose weight it's, I, because they eat more
2: food. It's just, and you have to just, it's who you're talking to you know and i and i think lane attracts mostly competitor like people like yeah, that and yep. yeah dude if you're using his app you know what I'm saying and you're tracking your food and you're somebody who's like that then well, yeah, yeah then artificial sweeteners here, here and there to replace from sugar syrup on your protein pancakes or adding it into your coffee here and there like I don't I don't see that as a, as a problem as much as I see using it as as a weight loss strategy for somebody who's 100 pounds overweight yeah. has a terrible relationship yeah. with food and then the answer is oh let's stop eating drinking these sodas and move you just to diet sodas yep. it's like you're just yep. putting a aid on yeah
1: you just see like cause and effect after that I, I always tend to see more calories sneaking their way back in because that's, it's that's just why part you, of that whole catalyst. You have
0: yet to find a study that's not controlled that shows weight loss. Yeah. They don't. Only the ones where they're totally controlled on what they eat show weight loss. Otherwise, it just people just don't lose weight uh, using them. They haven't solved anything. When they were first invented, you know they were they were lauded as like the solution. Oh my gosh, here's the solution. Now you can have yeah. something that tastes sweet with no calories. This will solve everybody's problems. It didn't solve anything. Do you guys remember- They um, underestimated
2: humanity. Who shared the old articles on <laughs> the sugar? As they were, they were advertising sugar as a fat loss. Oh, I remember that. I, yeah. I, I did. Oh, that Isn't was you? really old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those like ads. Old advertising that sugar is, is sugar to, to help lose body fat. <laughs> Bro, <Yeah>. you cannot <laughs> believe. So you
0: cannot believe them ever. Did do you guys remember the fat? Uh, substitute Olestra? Do
2: you guys remember that? Oh yeah, remember, bro. I remember actually getting diarrhea from that as I a kid. Know. That came out when we were in high school. Yeah, and it was in Lay's chips. Yes, and uh, they had to pull it. They pulled it like after a year. And Anal I leakage
0: to... was the number one. Yes,
1: <laughs> and that's oh, who, somebody <laughs> was telling me about that the other day. I think it was my sister-in-law. Oh, yeah, Like they pulled those up. chips off the market. Tore my gut oh, I remember man. eating those. I was
2: back in high school crushing chips like that. And I remember when those came out. I remember thinking, like, God, why <laughs> this was before the news came out. I was getting the shit. Like, but damn, I'm losing
1: weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: working because yeah. it goes through your body, yeah. Pads every 20 minutes, like it goes
0: right through your body. A little right.
1: inconvenience yeah, just, here and balance. there, but hey, disgusting, uh, anyway. Uh,
0: dude, I listened to a very controversial podcast the other day that Doug recommended to us about two weeks ago. It was, uh, what's, is, what's his name, Doug? It's a dark horse podcast, dark horse, yes. And it's Brett Weinstein. Oh, it's and Brett Weinstein's, and he interviews a doctor and a researcher on uh who's on the front lines of of covid treatments and he talks about all of these clinical trials and there's a lot of them and i looked them up after i listened to the podcast i listened to it i'm like let me see if these exist there's a ton on a drug called ivermectin. Are you guys familiar with ivermectin? No, I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar. Yeah,
1: I mean, I listened to part of that podcast. He also was able to go on Joe Rogan's podcast and he had the same conversation because they've already shut down a lot of these episodes that he did. Weird. Okay,
0: so ivermectin- I saw Rob Wolf just
2: tweet that somebody, I think it was Weinstein, just got pulled off of- uh, like his social media. This problems.
0: is it's so strange to me because there's lots of these trials that have happened. There's lots of this. There's a lot of evidence. They don't have the double blind, placebo controlled, gold standard type trials yet, but there are lots of clinical trials. And it's an old drug. It's been around for uh, 40 years, I think. It's an anti parasitic drug. Mm-hmm. But in these trials, and other countries are using them. Places in Brazil are using them. Africa is using them. Places where they can't get their hands on vaccines uh, quick enough. Um, there were some areas in India, I think that were using ivermectin. And the results apparently are remarkable. There was one in particular where there were there were frontline workers. This is according to the podcast, okay? There were frontline workers, and they gave half of them a, I think once or twice uh, a week dose of ivermectin. And then the rest, they gave them nothing. And then they let them treat people with COVID to see what would happen. The people who were taking the ivermectin, zero of them got COVID. The other side, the other group, almost 50%. How, how big was the control group? It, this was, oh, there were hundreds of, of doctors in this. And oh, there nurses, was hundreds. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was wondering, like five? And it was like, well, that could be random. Yeah, the you're five right. Didn't get it. No, there's a lot. There's actually quite a bit. It's really fascinating. And then the reason why they think it's not being promoted, because in other places it is, in other countries. Is because, and now this is where the conspiracy part comes mm-hmm. out, is because in order for, again, this is on the podcast, in order for that, any drug to be approved for emergency youth uh, emergency use authorization, which yeah. is how the vaccines got, uh, the public got to use them, because they're not FDA approved, right? They got that de- designation right. first, which essentially is pushing something forward because there's no other viable treatment. Mm-hmm. So it's an emergency I know we don't have enough research, but go and push it forward because there's no... So, in other words, if another viable treatment was shown, for example, evermectin, they would not have been able to release the vaccines mm. uh, through law by emergency use authorization. Yeah, no So wonder they think the reason why they shut it down yeah. oh,
1: is wow. so that they could so do... they get the vaccine. Otherwise, out. if they, they showed... Make their, make their money off of if it. If they showed this wow. is a
0: viable treatment, wow. they wouldn't have been... That's according to the podcast. I thought that was really... Interesting and very very
3: fascinating.
2: Well, what is this, Doug? What's the, what's the stuff you got me taking right now? Doug gave me some stuff after listening to all that stuff. I, <laughs> I don't know if I should it.
3: say it on the show. Oh,
2: you can't say it. Oh, well, shit. I can. Okay. But, Doug's got Doug's but got me it's taking got some so droppers. So much
3: controversy around it. It's chlorine dioxide. Oh, you know? oh. yeah, yeah. But there's okay. a ton of you know controversy around it, and there's a lot of people. That's the thing that I believe people were saying. Well, Trump was saying drink bleach, but it's not bleach, and there's actually just a lot like of. Uh, you know, supporting information regarding that as well, and it's a very microscopic dose that oh, it's people like a, are using, like t- drops. It's a, it's a
2: tiny drop, and I mix it in a sixteen ounce water.
3: But I, I'm sure we'll hear something about that after this podcast. <laughs> so thanks, Adam. For <laughs> <that>. Well, anyway, <laughs> I just
2: want
0: to be real with the
3: audience. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm
2: crazy enough to try it. Adam's so, always good yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah. So adams I mean,
0: a visa trooper. I tell you what, yeah. you take everything I give you. I, I right. just—I trust ask, you.
2: Hey, I trust you guys. You ask yeah. after. I mean, you guys trust me with a lot of things in the business that are a big freaking deal, and I—you know what I'm saying? True. Yeah. So I trust you. Life, so as I feel like you guys do with me. Kind uh, of, feel, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like that's uh, that's kind of like the. Hey, do you thing. remember that right. scene? It
0: reminds me of Pumping Iron. Remember that scene in Pumping Iron when uh, they're interviewing Franco and Arnold. And they're asking He's Arnold, telling him he's giving him bad advice. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he's he an interviewing Arnold, and, I go, and he goes, You know, Franco's really good. He might, he says, yes, yes, he's very good, but, uh, you know, he takes my advice, and it's not hard for me to give yeah, him, the, give wrong him the wrong advice. <laughs> <of the day, laughs> I give like, him the wrong advice. I'll advices.
2: call him the day before, and I'll tell him yeah, the, yeah. the wrong advice. I love was Such a great scene. I love that.
0: No, but yeah. that, that podcast was very interesting, and um, it's weird how controversial. It is. They're shutting I, it down. I They're have strange. one that you guys will like that yeah, I just I just I shared money. it
2: with you to listen to, um, and I don't know how it popped up, and I, I actually don't listen to uh, Ben Shapiro's show. Oh, is
0: this the one you were telling me? Yeah, okay. but Ben
2: Shapiro and uh, Russell Brand, and normally I don't like some of Russell Brand's stuff, and so I don't really
0: follow so him. He much. Use, sometimes he uses a hundred words when five words. Is he does. Mm-hmm. He does. He does.
1: He definitely like.
2: It's like so he thinks much. of
1: himself as being very poetic, and yeah. his delivery. It is, and kinda, so he likes to you know weave around and use a lot more words
2: in his defense i I mean i actually really enjoyed the episode i really enjoyed it mostly because of him i enjoyed Mm. the conversation that they had and shapiro could be a a prick and kind of challenging and so it was really neat to watch russell navigate through that Mm -hmm. and he does so very eloquently and and i'm sure he's the type of person where you either like him or you or you don't and i i typically don't really like some of his stuff but it actually now made me more interested in some of his content and what he's doing he's got Do you know like his his full story? Like what he's, what like what happened with? I don't know a
0: whole bunch, but from what I do know is he was a a drug addict, a sex addict, and and through spiritual practice was able to help himself. Right,
2: the twelve steps. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's really the twelve steps, and he talks about that in there, like because they get into like kind of spirituality talk. Okay, and he kind of uh, then Shapiro's kind of trying to challenge him and pigeonhole him into giving him like, well, what is your ideology, or Mm -hmm. you know, what god do you follow, or what is it like? And he's he's breaking down how he thinks that the 12-step program is, like, universal and applies to everybody. And, like, that's kind of where he gets his spirituality from, and he goes through each step. It was, it was interesting. It was really mm. interesting. I didn't think I would – thought it, was, it sucked me right in, and then I listened to the whole thing. And, and you know what I didn't know that Shapiro does, which is, is a bit annoying as a consumer, because, uh, again, I've, I don't think I've ever listened to a full episode. He's By got. the way, have
0: you ever heard him – did you ever watch the video of him singing WAP? Number one, uh, I was to <laughs> no. That was the
1: most cringeworthy oh, thing you've you yeah, ever, ever seen. A word,
0: this. P word. Like, he can't say a bad word oh, in God. the whole thing. Oh, anyway, man. it's the most ridiculous thing you've oh, seen. And I don't know why
1: he looks like he's 12. That was classic, yeah. I know he's I not mean, 12.
2: But, you know, he does it. Louder with Crowder does it. Some of these other guys do this where they he did a whole hour, I want to say an hour and a half or so of conversation with him, and then he cuts it. And then the, you have to subscribe to the daily wire to get the rest oh, of that's, it yeah that's,
0: that's a new that's, that's obnoxious a, yeah, that's like a strategy that you're seeing a lot well you and you're <laughs> and you
2: i i, well, I, I, I see wonder it. how
1: well that does because i've seen that yeah use i don't a lot. know it's a
2: cliffhanger right I, yeah, yeah, yeah is what it's that, well it, like it seems me to be off more popular consumer. although i don't obviously listen to a lot of uh left-leaning type of podcasts uh, but the stuff that is more conservative there's for sure they are. Uh, seems as though a lot of them are using the, the angle of trying to protect myself, so I'm not just on right. iTunes, and so let's make sure we're capturing some of these people that are actual good customers that help this business continue to keep going. Right, the people that love me for the content so I've been you doing. You take for him free, to a paid
1: platform. Yeah, if you need they're to. probably
2: not going to balk over three ninety nine or whatever it is mm. a month, and now he's at least owns some of his audience versus mm-hmm. on. You know, the podcast, you know, we are at the mercy of Apple. And at any time, Apple could say, okay, we want to now charge people to use. Dude, like- I, I know a guy
0: yeah. who, I mean, just speaking of these social media, and this is this is something that you need to know if you're going to build a business because social media is a great – it's a new way to build business. It's a great way to reach people, and there's lots of opportunity, tremendous opportunity. The, the barriers to enter the market are really low. The opportunity to reach lots of people that are going to be interested in your specific product or service. So it's, it's tremendous. However, there's one – major flaw. And that's that you are beholden to their algorithm. And if they decide to shut you down for whatever reason, I know somebody who was literally generating like six figures a month in revenue. Facebook changed the algorithm and it went from six figures a month to three figures a month. That's how big of a of a swing it made simply because they changed the algorithm Mm. overnight. And then you got to hustle to figure out how to fix that. I also know other people that on Instagram build their whole business and then one thing goes wrong, either they're, it gets hacked or they get shadow banned for a second, business is gone. Yeah. So the name of the game is, in my opinion, own your audience or be on lots of platforms. Um, although even being on lots of platforms right. might not protect
2: you. I, I, I really think that's, that's old wisdom too. It's not new to, yeah. to, to diversify. I mean, that's yeah. all you're really doing. You don't is put like, all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, that's true. so you're just, I mean, just similar. because YouTube or Instagram mm-hmm. or say whatever platform you got famous on is generating 90% of your re- revenue doesn't mean you should ignore, yeah. you know, all the other potential ways for you to right. capture an audience. Speaking go, of business,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Viori, right? So Viore, I've been reading articles on Viori because they are, so for people who don't know... Um, is a company we work with. They make great athleisure wear. Exploding since we started working with them till now. I mean, how much have they? Oh, they're grown? they're on a rocket ship. How man. much have they grown? Oh, 10 x more. Oh,
2: yeah. They're. I mean, they weren't. I they're know they're I know they weren't even in the hundred million club as a business, and then I know they're in the hundreds of millions now. So yeah, they're they're,
0: they're crushing. Yeah. They're absolutely crushing. And He's.
2: I love what they did too. They were a direct consumer model first. Yeah. Built huge uh, audience around their lifetime guarantee on their clothes because yeah. it's so legit. Yeah. And then they they built a solid base. And then after that, then they started to go into brick and mortars. And they go now into all we get into retail. Santana Rose, the Hamptons. Yeah. I
1: forgot to ask Joe about that too. If he's gotten better deals now, you know, uh, after oh, all sure this- Oh, I'm sure You COVID? know, to go back into retail. Like, how oh, smart. Oh,
0: they, they, they grew. They grew during the whole pandemic. That's why it's yeah, so I know. it's, it's like so amazing
2: places. is what a time to double down, right? When yeah. everybody's getting mm-hmm. scared and losing real or mm-hmm. the all real estate and they're or they're also going like oh we don't need to come in office anymore to be the company. And they're they're smart, dude. They 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 have a very small footprint, so it doesn't take very much for them to do it. They've already built such a huge loyal base online like Oh, I love I love that company. Yeah, so I they they
0: he actually mentioned us in an article. He got interviewed. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, he did because he's um, Viori is was really smart with podcasts early on. Obviously, right? We've been working with them for a while. We were the and first to work with them. We right, and it's a uh, for and a lot of companies still don't realize this. Podcasts have a very high conversion rate. It is still untapped. It's a excellent place uh, to advertise in terms of getting uh, creating authority. Depends on the podcast, of course. And getting you know, exposure and all that stuff. So anyway, he got asked, can you speak more to the direct mail podcast and TV efforts you're working on? And he says, you know, I, I don't have any many specifics, but I can tell you that with podcasts, we're doing a lot of testing, learning, and investing. We found a lot of success with podcasts like SmartLess, which has been great for us. And then we've continued to work with some of our tried and true podcast partnerships like Mind Pump. So actually mentioned us
2: uh, that's
1: cool. in this article. Well, awesome. what, what article is that? Who,
0: this was, let's um, see, it's, a, it's a Intelliger, uh, sc- excuse me, eMarketer emarketer.com, so they that talk weird. about... Yeah, because yeah, really
1: when we were talking uh, with him, I remember we were talking about, like, oh, have you been on a bunch of interviews and all this? And it was, like, less podcast interviews, more like, you know, Inc. And, oh, yeah. You know, Fortune 500, Entrepreneur yeah, Forbes Magazine. And Forbes and all, Forbes. Yeah, he's yeah. Done, they've done all yeah. that. Yeah, they're they're just... Times I was like, oh, okay, you're, yeah, you're on another level. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Well, for <laughs> for men's
0: athleisure wear, so when we did the grand opening and there were people coming in, they're like, yeah, this there's no competition yeah. for men's athleisure wear, for sure. The women's stuff's also... Well, women's plan.
1: line's coming up too. Yeah. It's it's really competing with Lou Lemon. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. all right. So, you guys want to hear something hilarious? Yeah. So, there's a British born influencer. So, this is an English person. It's okay. making controversy right now. This is in Newsweek. How old? You know, uh, so, his name is Ollie London. Okay. And they are transracial. So, this English. Wait. So, <laughs> hold on. <hold out>. Okay, <laughs> is
1: this the whole identify as like something that I'm. You know, like a different race. Yes. So
0: this person- Can we do that? Is that okay? I
1: I mean- Didn't that one lady get hammered for that who was- uh, Yeah, I
0: don't- So, I mean, I guess, right? Because you can identify all kinds of different things. So, I mean, if that's how you feel, I don't know. Okay, so what's happening? Okay, sorry. So British-born white influencer Ollie London has doubled down on their assertion that they're transracial after declaring they now identify as Korean. Wow. So London who identifies as damn ad popped up here. Okay. Who identifies as so non a, Br- a
2: British white guy claiming that he's Korean. No, he's Korean. Yeah, he Interesting.
0: Identifies as Korean. Identifies as non-binary has faced backlash on social media over the past several days. I don't know why that just turned on. Hold on one second. Your porn hub just popped up. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> That's not what happened. That's not Oh god. That's not what happened, oh, That's <laughs> That's not not me, what happened. here for more. Stop. It was a commercial. <laughs> Uh, uh, after saying on YouTube they had transitioned races and cultures after surgery to resemble their K-pop idol. So they essentially did uh, surgery to make them look Ooh, Korean. They, I'm sure they got... The person. See, oh, okay, yeah. The yeah, person. so here, I'll give you, I'll show you the picture. I'll send this
1: to... So this will pop up in the video. Korean. I'm
0: going to send this to Andrew, our, the guy who edits us. But we'll that's the,
2: I, <laughs> That
1: surgery to look Korean. I, I can't imagine this going well.
0: Yeah.
2: So... Uh, well, I, how does how does somebody is he is he born? Uh, where's he where's he lived? In, he, he's English, white dude. Yes. Yeah, so, but I mean so he's is he does he live in England and he doesn't yeah. live in Korea? No. So how did he find out that he identifies well, as I Korean? I think you see
1: the pop star Yeah, like, like Korean food. He's like,
2: I really like this. Yeah. I must be Korean. Yeah yeah, 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 Wow. This is what I feel. Yeah, I have this, no idea. I just
0: yeah, how this. did you how did I, you come, out, I I come have no, up no, with that? I have no idea. I mean it's I your, mean, I love Korean barbecue. So do
3: I. Yeah. I mean it's delicious. I think these K pop fans are like very uh, rabid, you know, yeah. rabid.
2: I, what, I don't even know what that is. It uh, says is is, is
3: Korean pop.
2: Oh. oh, Justin's heavy into that. Nice. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> it's huge. It's Korean really pop. massive. Brianna's really. Is impressive.
2: that like, a Gangnam style type stuff? No, is it like that? it's
3: it's different. I mean. I, I haven't really listened to yeah, it. Uh, don't dance don't move fucking lie, Justin. <laughs> don't Doug, I, the, I know I know you and
2: Justin be listening to this stuff all the time when Sal and I I, don't I know. can't
3: I can't tell you all the details. I, I think it's more like, you know, boys to men type stuff. World. Oh I'm not really? sure. Though. Yeah. I, I, okay. If it's anything like that horse riding oh, like, exercise know, equipment that they have, have you seen that. That's what I thought Gangnam no, style type stuff. Yeah. I don't think. Again, not an expert.
2: All right. I'm, I, somebody they have great fitness us. equipment in Korea. Don't I worry. I don't much. worry. We always get Google DMs. Again, what you were telling me about
0: a deal? Oh, of the dude, day. I got to tell you. <laughs> a- so we got we got. There's a new word, a, a phrase that I, apparently we can't use anymore. So we did a podcast, and you got Matt, You were joking with us or something. We did something. and You're like, ah, you oh, cocksuckers. Okay. Oh, right. Somebody sent a message to me and said that that is a a homophobic slur. So you can't
1: say <laughs> cocksuckers.
0: Yeah. Although, I mean, we, oh, women so do it funny. too. I mean, but uh, that's so that, so you're good. just
1: calling your friend that. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh,
0: Cocksucker is homophobic. Yeah, you can't anymore. say that now. Really? Uh, yeah. So you got to say something else. So we got to think okay. of something else. No way. Remember know, that whole bit? You know on me. Um, I ain't flexing. Enough. Yeah, there, there's an SNL
1: skit. It was yeah. like all like cork soaking. And so the whole joke, right, is the cork soakers, right? It yeah, sounds no, like cocksuckers. No. And they're all just like sorkin' cokes. Or- no. <laughs> Soak, That's corks. hilarious. Yeah, yeah never so, fails. No. Uh, my
0: favorite, though, is when you were talking about the homeless guy outside the studio. It's gonna- said bums. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, you can't say that,
1: bro. <laughs> yeah, this, <That's- laughs> this bum wanted to wash my window. <laughs> well, I
2: ain't, I ain't got enough time in the day to like, go back through my lexicon and go like, what is the not appropriate of this? That, I know, and yeah. say Because it's just, it's too tough, man. I'd rather just uh, ask for yeah, forgiveness. Just let later it fly
1: on. and just figure it out. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You know exactly
0: what I
2: mean. Uh, anyway. So
1: I got something for right, you guys. On. Yeah. Uh, so you probably I don't know. You might have even known this already, Sal. But there's like this. Why would you know, but not me? Because it's it's science related. And oh, so I... science! <laughs> <so>. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, guy? I'm just <laughs> I'm just rolling you <laughs> the bus <laughs> a little bit. You, uh, you 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 cunt sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said it Different now. Sorry, Doug. Doug's <laughs> over there shaking. Doug, <laughs> Doug uh, I'm trying to be politically correct. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna piss him. Off oh, God. Science really, you won't know. Dragon Man. Dragon Man? It's, like Dragon stuff, Man, dude, it's a skull this. they oh, found. I saw in, this. Yeah, in Asia. See, I, I knew you would know this. Yeah. You didn't hear about it's this? It's huge. It's this huge skull. I, I don't know how many hundreds of years it, it's been around for a while that they found it, but it like, it, it totally puts a wrinkle into the whole evolution of uh of human it, beings they, like, they, alongside Homo sapiens.
0: They think it belongs to another uh species of human. Right. Called the Denisovians. 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 Denisovians? Yeah. Denisovians. Yep. So wish, there
2: were Nandothal? I wish that uh, that super accurate carbon dating could help us out with this. <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> up, <bro. laughs> yes. Hey, I don't know how we could have made that mistake. Hey, that could it? just whoa shook well, up everything hey. right there, huh? I
1: love how you know, like when the artist goes back and has to draw like what they look like. They yeah. like, have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the same thing with dinosaurs. They just put feathers on them all of a sudden. You know, hey, let's try this out. Yeah. Let's put some right. glitter on there. Who well, knows? So, knows? Right. choose so, the skin colors
2: and
0: stuff like that. There's like green ones, purple ones. Apparently. So we had Neanderthal, which is pretty established. So Neanderthals. Then we had uh, Homo sapiens, which is us. Right. And then we had Denisovians. And there were some others. Now, at some point, the Homo sapiens uh, basically mated with and killed everybody else. So we... Definitely, We, we Neanderthals. dominated. Yeah. yeah, we did because we have yeah. Neanderthal DNA in us. We can, right. But we can then actually, we
1: eradicated the, Dea- yeah. uh, the Neanderthals. Yeah, so
0: we we, we 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 slept with them, but then we must yeah. have killed
1: them all. Yeah. And then the, we called them an Uber and we got them out of there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Dinosovians are gone, so it's just Homo sapiens. So there's all these. Now, here's my question, and this is to your defense, Adam, it's a different looking skull, right? So like, this can't be a Homo sapien. What mm-hmm. if it was a regular dude that was just fucked up?
1: <laughs> I know, because they only found one. Yeah, it's like they're creating this whole species around I've, one hey, guy.
0: I've seen people today that i look at them and i go like that's
1: an interesting looking guy Yeah, if if he
0: died and we found a skull we'd be like (laughs) that's a different species
1: and the skull had like the square eye socket like it was in like huge furrow brows and it looked pretty gnarly it's like and how do you know that wasn't an ape more of an ape than it was human i don't know i don't don't know know. denisovians look (laughs) it up very interesting i don't know any of that speaking
0: of dna one more thing this is kind of cool so, you know, those, these private services that you can uh, do a DNA test and they'll tell you like, Oh, you're yeah. this percent from this, you know, part which of which you found
1: out. They sold a lot of that data off and got in trouble for that. Uh, uh, well, if this you, is, If you trace back and, this, and look into that,
0: this is really interesting, right? Uh-huh. So lots of people do this, right? You put your DNA and you say, Oh, you're related to this person or this, this is going yeah. on or whatever. Kind of fascinating. Well, anyway, this guy uploaded, uploaded or p- put it his DNA into this private company. Was this company. the mailman guy? I don't know. Oh, okay, a, keep okay sorry, so he did sorry. this and <laughs> gets arrested because he raped someone years ago, and they the DNA matched the DNA at the crime scene. So this what? guy up, put put in his DNA for one of his private services gets arrested for the rape of somebody. Dude, Wait a s-
2: second, if it's a private service, Science! how did the law get that?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, but he got yeah. arrested over it. So they're like, "Oh, thank you for your DNA. We caught you." which wow. is kind of crazy crazy right
1: hell yeah yeah that's good
0: Yeah. I mean it's good because of who it got but then there's also don't
2: you, that doesn't make you a little nervous that you do this t- like we've done those like yeah. at home blood test things right. that you send that stuff away and then now the,
1: yeah. the your, your DNA a, was in a hotel yeah Like, bro, like I was
3: there
2: of,
1: once yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's a little trippy I've make. left <laughs> DNA all over I left so DNA there. all over yeah, yeah. who knows We are you oh. do oh my god that's crazy <laughs>
0: Queen Kwan Eagle Has
3: By Maps Anabolic, if you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, Maps Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpumpmedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking qua. The Eagle has
1: landed.
0: Qua.
3: Our first question is from Alberto Gonzalez Eight. What's an ideal split for building muscle mass?
0: Oh, the ideal split. You know, so here's the deal. Of course, there's always an individual variance, right? So The one you're not doing. So workouts that are uh, – I'm going to give some general answers, but of course, there could be differences depending on the individual that I'm talking to. But generally speaking, this is true, generally speaking – and if you ask strength coaches and people who train people to build muscle – a majority of them are going to tell you that a full body three-day split is probably the most effective for most people. I would say seven out of eight people, seven to eight out of ten people, so 70 to 80% of people do better, will build more muscle, more strength, get better results. Just training full body, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for most people. Other people probably do well with an upper lower split or even a push-pull legs type of split. Uh, but I still like a two or three days a week of frequency per body part.
2: I think you have to talk about why we are so pro full body, though, because yes, the research and most coaches would all say that and agree, but that's just that. I, for me personally, are you gonna go the pragmatism route? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that there's uh, one of the things that I, I, and it didn't. It took me a long time to piece that together and figure this out. It wasn't something as an early trainer. I try, I trained my clients on splits just like I trained myself for most of my career. It wasn't until way later when like the light bulb went off for me. And what you find is that very few people, unless you're a, excuse me, a very competitive, you know, athlete, athlete, where you're being super consistent or you're getting ready to get on stage, most people are going waves. They're consistent for a while, then they're inconsistent, or they do really good one week and then one week they only hit the gym once or twice, and that type of behavior, which is most people that I've been trained my entire career, they are the majority by a lot landslide by eighty plus percent. Mm-hmm. Those people do so well with a full body because they still get – they touch everything. At least if you only trained twice last week and you did full body, not a big deal. But you know where you're screwed. You did a split and you only hit back and chest. Yeah. And that's all you hit. And then you you have that same dilemma that everybody has is, oh, I'm starting back up again. Should I start back over or where I left off? And they're constantly playing that game. Or the other thing you see – is everybody skips the things that they need to work on or the things yeah. that are challenging or that are hard. That's what hard. I see the most, yeah, yeah like with
1: people. Yeah, it's easy to avoid things you don't like to do quite as much, whereas, uh, you know, the full-body workouts, you basically have to get through the whole, the whole entire thing. And I like that it's more functional. So from, you know, from a perspective of, uh, you know, adding in uh, multiple groups that, that you're working on for that, for that workout, it, it resembles more of what's going on in terms of, like, um, everyday life, in terms of, like, movement. And in, in sports specific type movement. Uh, and I know there's, you know, there's some emphasis there where I could really like spend some time on uh, getting hypertrophy in certain muscle groups that you're really, you know, setting yourself after. But like working the total body has just as much effect. Yeah.
0: So to, to add to that, um, let's say you want to do heavy trap bar farmer walks, which. Are tremendous for building overall muscle and strength. All
1: right, where where do you put that in a split?
0: Right, where do you put that? But if you're doing full body, it works just great, right? You wanna drive the sled, uh, you wanna do a circus press, you wanna do some snatches or some cleans. Like, where do you put that on a split, right? But if you're doing full body, it works just perfectly. Here's some other stuff too. When you work out, you send a, a muscle building signal that's pretty specific to the group that you just trained. So, in other words, if I do squats, Most of the signal goes to my legs to build. But there's this kind of systemic signal that happens. And when you train your whole body, that systemic signal is much louder. You get a louder overall anabolic signal Mm -hmm. than you would if you trained half your body or a portion uh, of your body. So this is also why it just tends to build more muscle in a lot of people. Also, I mean, you tend to do the most effective exercises, yeah. you know? If I'm doing legs on just one day, I'll probably end up throwing in leg extensions, leg curls and all those and other things. And by exercises. the
2: way, why I like talking about all these things or are these aren't the things that come up when you talk about the research and yes. studies. Like they've already done this where they've compared average people and it's it's superior. Yes. So for most people. So just based off of what the results are, but there's other things that you have to factor in and you know that if you've coached clients for a long time, if you've coached clients, yep. there's so many other factors that that play into someone being successful other than the the routine, the split that they picked or the workout program that they're yes, following. Yes. And a lot of that has to do with consistency and normal behaviors. And I just think that when you do that, and by the way, like does that mean I train full body all the time? No, I don't train full body all the time. A lot of times I do splits and I break it up and I change mm-hmm. that up all the time. But then there's also times in my life when I know I'm struggling with consistency. There's other priorities going on right now. Remember when I first had Max, I knew I wasn't going to be in the gym five days, seven days a week most weeks. I'd be lucky to hit it two or three times. And if I'm going to hit it two or three times, I'm going to do full body because I'm going to get the best bang for my butt.
0: I also like it for this. Like, If you're doing full body, you're probably doing one, maybe two exercises per body part, right? That means you're probably going to do squats for legs. You're probably going to do a bench press for chest. You're probably going to do some kind of a barbell row or a deadlift. Like, You are picking the best exercises because you're only doing one or two per mm-hmm. body part. The frequency is high, right? You're you perform body. it well, too. Yes. And, the, and again, the frequency is high. You're hitting the whole body. Three times in the week, and you can do that with a split too. So you can go upper, lower, upper, lower, upper, lower, which will do the but same it, thing. But it requires five, six days in the gym. Exactly. So in in my experience, full body for most people builds the most muscle, gets the best results long term. Just the bottom line. Does that mean splits can't also be effective? No, you can, they could also be greatly effective. Hey, one more thing, by the way, most strength athletes and bodybuilders train that way for years. It wasn't until the late '60s, early '70s. Where bodybuilders, especially with the the introduction of anabolic steroids and the higher doses that they started using, you saw them doing these kind of higher volume workouts, more specific to particular body parts. But back in the day when they were using no steroids or very low steroids, uh, or low dose steroids, I should say, full body. This
3: is what everybody did, and they got the best results doing it. The next question is from May Punk. Should we be lifting to failure each set, or should we feel like we can get more reps in with each set? How can I tell if I'm lifting the right amount of weight to make progress? Oh, man. I guess we, we haven't addressed this I, in a yeah, while. Huh? I guess it's been a while. It is. You know, when
0: I was younger, um, I was under the impression that lifting the failure was essential mm-hmm. because you knew if you went to failure, you at least passed the threshold for building muscle or, or sending that signal. So going to failure, you know you hit that threshold. Not
2: only that, there, I, and I know you were reading the same articles and shit I was reading. I mean, there was a lot of stuff to support the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. To show what end up you what would happen if you ended up training to failure, the extra benefits of doing that. Yeah. The problem with that is a lot of those that research doesn't take into account like your how taxing it is on your central nervous system, what you do the next yeah, day or yeah. two days. How that like.
1: affects you like multiple days afterwards. And,
2: and then yeah, and what that looks like over the course of three to five months. Cause what ends up happening is, and I'm sure there's lots of teenage boys that do the same thing that I did, which is read an article like that and go, like, oh, training to failure gets X percent more built more muscle because yeah. of X, Y, and Z. Okay. Every session, every exercise. I'm training to failure no. using my buddy in a spotter, and you're just fried all No, the, time. the
0: truth is, uh, I got the best results in my life with uh, myself and my clients, almost never trained to failure. That's right. In fact, if you look at some of the best strength athletes in the world, they rarely ever train to failure. You look at uh, Olympic athletes, even powerlifters rarely go to failure, except for maybe uh, competitions. Bodybuilders tend to be the ones that go to failure more often, but even bodybuilders, even if you watch pro bodybuilders, they rarely go to failure. Lee Haney, one of the most winningest Mr. Olympia said, stimulate, don't annihilate. Okay, so this is these are all opinions, right, and experience. What do the studies show? Studies also support this. Going to failure does not produce better results. In fact, actually starts to uh, produce uh, less results or worse results than not going to failure. So what's the right intensity? For most people, it's stopping maybe two or three reps before failure. So here's where I see the value of going to failure. Every once in a while, it's good to go to failure so that you know what it feels like. And then you know what stopping two reps short of that feels like. That's what I'll do. So I'll go to failure- once every three months or six months now okay this is the intensity that failure feels like sort
1: of your barometer or whatever that's it a gauge for you to know okay here's where my threshold is but honestly like the 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 least amount of times you're gonna like expose yourself to go into failure probably the better Uh, I, I use it a lot with with strength athletes and athletes in general, just to kind of see, you know, if the training has been successful leading up to this point. So it's almost like you kind of build up to a point where now you're displaying uh, your true strength and finding out, okay, like how much am I capable of with this? But there's got to be like, you know, there's significant time after that where they need to recover and then um, go back to, you know, this, this two reps shy of failure. The
2: the other thing that's really negative about training a failure too, is it, it can be very detrimental to your form. Mm-hmm. So if you're, like I was, a kid who was always chasing that, that PR or always trying to put more weight on the bar and having buddies spot him, mm. like you, can, you, can you remember? I know you would have a vivid memory of yourself, you know, oh, yeah. bitch yeah. pressing like this to get the weight up. And yeah. if you're doing that all the time, you're you're creating bad patterns, bad habits, and yes. and maybe at 20 years old it don't bother you right now, but that's the type of shit that catches up when you're 30 and 40 yeah. years old. This Develop- is
1: yeah, this is ex- this mind blowing stuff that I've been teaching. You know, these kids, these high school kids, is uh, when we're going through these like compound lifts. It's like we don't want to perform a bad rep. It it's not even worth it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's way better for you to master the technique and hone in on that and. Treat it as real practice. Every time you're doing the lift, I want you to go down and, and load until we do it right. Yes. It, so that that was something that they just were like, what? Because like every other coach wants more to weight. just keep loading, yeah, loading, loading. What what can we do? But it's all slop. It's, like you said, you have somebody spotting them when, when they're struggling their way through it. And, and as they're doing, they're compensating the whole time, like shifting their weight to the side and, and overreaching with their arm. And, yeah.
0: and you get terrible results. You develop an unbalanced physique. You, you increase your risk of injury. Like I'd like to redefine failure. How about this? Go until your form is about
2: that's to right. break down. That's right. And I think that's important that you say that too because when we talk about failure like that being too short, it's like be, that's like two reps short of absolute failure, but you can cut your you can cut your rep and I think a better gauge is literally the minute that you can feel your form is about to deviate. Yes, cuz it's mm-hmm. perfect place. Yes,
0: cuz most people think failure is uh, or at least the way it's defined popularly is I can't do another rep. That's mm-hmm. right. No. Can you do, you can't do another with, perfect with quality. rep. quality, yeah. Yes, if, if the the second you feel like you can't do another perfect rep, then you stop. And, yes. and incidentally, that probably matches up pretty closely to two reps or three reps short of
3: failure. Yep. Next question is from Catherine Health Journey. Can you explain how too much volume is negative for hypertrophy? Why is doing more exercises or more frequency often considered negative? Yeah, you know, your your body
0: isn't, you're not building muscle. You're not, you're not improving your physique or your performance or your strength in your workout. You really aren't. All that's doing is it's sending a signal to the body that says, we need to adapt and get better at this so that this same stress next time is no longer a stress. And so your body, what you want is your body to get stronger and you feel better. And then next time you have to add weight, do a little harder workout so you can continue that process. If the stimulus is too hard, and it overwhelms your body's ability to adapt. All you're gonna do is heal. All you're ever gonna do is your body's ever gonna just try to heal and recover. And you get stuck in this situation where you blast your body, you get sore, soreness goes away, you go back to the gym, you repeat the cycle over and over again, and you never improve because your body can only focus on healing. Before your body adapts, it heals. It needs to heal before it adapts. And if it doesn't, if, if you give your body too much volume, or too much intensity, or too much frequency, just too much in general, your body can't adapt. It's impossible. It's constantly breaking down. So the right dose will get you to the results uh, fastest. Well, any always, more
2: than that will get you there You slower. always give that great analogy on the podcast and you haven't you haven't said it in a while, so maybe you can share it again is when you you know ex- compare it to uh, sun tanning. Like oh, yeah. you get tan. Like so it's 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 more like that than than something that, oh, the more I do, the more results yes, I get. Yes.
0: You're, you're, a a tan, tan is also an adaptation process, right? Your skin is is adapting to the stress of the UV rays and it's mm-hmm. getting darker so that it can tolerate more. Well, if you you know, if Which you is exactly what exactly oh, what happens yeah.
2: when you stimulate with muscle. Yeah. You stimulate the body's adapting by building more muscle to be more resilient because it knows it's gonna get beat up like that. You, saying, right. you see
1: the same process in building a callus too with, with the skin. And yes. So that's one of those things it's like it's beneficial at a certain point because now you know it allows like you to grip the bar you, you know without your, your skin getting so irritated, but there's a certain threshold where if we go too hard, it's gonna rip off. And, that's then, right. and then we start over and we just gotta heal.
0: That's right. So the the gym is important, working out is important, but you go too too hard or too long or do too much your body can't handle it it's not going to adapt and all you're doing is breaking down and healing breaking down and healing it's the what is that the breakdown recovery traps like a Mm -hmm. hamster wheel i I, I know lots of people like this it's like they never improve or they improve i was was this way for years for years i
2: trained because i i subscribed to this idea of training to failure so like every workout, it needed to be, I needed to be crushing it more than the last workout. Mm-hmm. And so, you, and it was like how, if I wasn't sore enough the next day, problem with that was I was never adapting and growing. I was, you know, I was recovering sometimes and not even all the times, fully recovering. So I was hammering myself so much that I didn't even, not only did I not fully recover, I also didn't adapt and get stronger, mm-hmm. which is and, and a clear indication of this. A real easy way for someone to go like, well, how do I know is if you're not, if you're not getting stronger ever. And, and if you actually see yourself decrease in strength, yeah. really common to see that where you have all of a sudden, you've been consistent for two months, three months in a row and you're getting weaker one week. Oh, and, you're overdoing it. Yeah. Oh, this
1: is a hard conversation though, to have a lot of times because you, you think about the person that works so incredibly hard yeah. and, and it's it's something that they've always done and it's worked out in every other direction. Look, and, but there's there's a certain point where just working hard is, is not gonna do it. Like you really have to be smart about your approach and, and the body, Daps, and that's different than just beating the shit out of it.
0: Yes, hard work is very valuable, but boy, you can dig a ditch with a spoon, and you're going to be working real hard. But the guy next to you with a backhoe, he's going to get there much faster, right? So
3: you got to do it smart too. Next question is from Jim Gadget. What are some of the fitness gimmicks still around today that need to stop? Oh, fitness
0: gimmicks! You know what? The Squeam is still popular. I know. I was going to mention that. that, And you know what? That's one that's been
3: around
1: forever I you know. should call it a like the renaissance age or whatever yeah, yeah.
0: so here's one that uh, I remember it from early on and it, it always cycles its way back in these are these stim machines yeah. electric be- stims they'll put on their abs and say it's like, it's like doing a thousand sit ups while you're at your desk or now there's one that goes on your butt and there's this it's funny because they'll use a girl with like a, a nice butt or whatever and they'll uh-huh. put it looks like a butterfly and they stick it on her butt and she's laying on her stomach
1: and her butt like, makes her butt twitch yeah like
0: it's like I'm doing squats for my butt you know no, stim machines, there's a little bit of value to preventing muscle loss. Yeah, I see
1: recovery. I see some value
0: there. Yeah, but yeah. to build muscle? No, it's 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 a waste of money. At least-
1: yeah, if, stim- if you can't generate it yourself, you could devalue it immediately if you could just generate that force yourself. Yeah, I
0: remember I bought one because Bruce Lee used them. So, Bruce, the back in, so that's how long uh, these things have been around, right? Bruce yeah. Lee would put them on yeah. while he was writing and his chest would do the thing and he'd talk about how it's like- Doing a million push-ups on well, Bruce Lee yeah. does it. And I'm going to do it. Well, I remember yeah. I put them on my calves because I'm like, they're going to grow. Well,
1: anything them- passive though. I mean, in that, again, that's, yeah. a, that's an example of that. Something where oh, you could just sit in your chair or watch TV and you're going to build muscles. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. It, yeah. Anything passive we all, we is just not going to work. Yeah. It, that, you know?
0: So that's one. I
2: yeah. mean, we're not in the gyms anymore, so it's it's hard, right? It's, it's I mean, it's been so long since we've been in like a commercial gym to like look around and people, which used to be one of my favorite things to do is go in the gym and like people watch. Yeah. And we haven't been able to do that in a long time. But I, I do know that the the scream thing is still a big deal. Like that's still a popular. What
0: about the creams? Th- these, these have also uh, been around yeah. forever. That that they make you sweat. Therefore, help you burn body fat. Sweet sweat, right? Is that what they call that? Yeah. Yeah, And you rub them on your body and then you sweat a lot and then it's. Well, because
1: there's still that association when I sweat, like I'm getting skinny. Like I'm I'm getting rid of uh, whatever. Like there might be fat that's leaking out with my sweat. (laughs) Like, man, I bet you how disgusting that (laughs) would be. (laughs) Yeah, it's all yeah. slippery. That's coming off of oh, you. It's just, just that's, lard. That's you know? disgusting. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't they, work like that.
0: But it's funny because the, a lot of these old ones cycle yeah, themselves yeah, they come back. over and over. The stim machines, I swear to God, man, I saw the ads for them in the 1990s. And I see the same damn products, just packaged yeah. differently.
1: You know what we should do? We should come up with the one that just shakes the shit out of your torso. Remember so, that?
0: Yeah, was <laughs> hilarious.
2: We should
1: just do that because people. Andrew buy it. needs to
2: post that video. Yeah, one. there's a great video. Of a, it's a black and white video too, so it's. My lovely. grandma
1: had
0: one. Uh, yeah,
1: really? No, no way. I swear. No way. Now,
0: she threw it away. I'm so mad because I'm like, this would have been so awesome to save. Oh, yeah. It's a relic. But literally, it stood up on a – it was like a like stand. A,
1: like a little belt that around it, you.
0: Yes, and it's a belt, and it was attached to these two arms that would move like this, and you put around your body, and yeah. you turn on, and it, and it literally just
1: shaked yeah. – yeah, the shit out of you. Yeah, right? and apparently, it's had, yeah, had a weird byproduct like you became a really good salsa dancer. <laughs> that was, that's, that's the only thing that Which came out. Which turn of it. got yeah. you lean, right? That's it. That's yeah. why it works. Yeah. So anyway,
0: uh, check this out. Head over to mindpumpfree.com and look at all of our free guides and free giveaways. Lots of free stuff mindpumpfree.com. You can also find all of us on Instagram, so you can find Justin at mindpumpjustin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at mindpumpadam.
3: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.